0: plushcare.com slash weight loss
1: we don't always swear but when we do it's on podcasts please listen responsibly hello welcome to the reading circle temple I'm Molly I'm Indy I'm Brittany.
0: And I'm Goodwin.
1: And today we are reading the 20th and final chapter of The Will of the Empress.
2: So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice.
0: And let's reforge the circle.
1: The last chapter of The Will of the Empress begins, basically, Daja, Briar, and Sandri are going into battle with Ishabal at the border. Ishabal's got a bunch of soldiers, the kids use their magic, I don't know, to stop them. They don't really do any damage. And then they basically say, hey, this is a mage battle, let's, let's fight mage to mage. So the soldiers leave, the kids try and try and try to break through this barrier and they can't briar can't find chinks in it with his vines and sandry can't spin it or find any loose threads asia ball's basically on her little platform with her other mages yelling at them to give up daja remembers hey we have that thread that you made they all grab their lump in the thread including Triss, who is far away but still like grabs it mentally a silvery hand appears around her lump and then they just walk into the barrier and they just kind of keep going until they get to the other side and then the barrier is just broken for like a mile on either end and then they all look down at their hands and their little lumps of thread have like merged into their hands
3: lady ishabal she lost all her power when they broke through the barrier oh, yeah. so she wasn't able to stop them because she lost all her power
1: and it will sort of regrow but it's gonna be a while yeah so they're like that's fine with us it means you're not gonna be cursing anybody anytime soon mm-hmm. it's a good deal mm-hmm. so they kind of have this they all go to Radi's. Triss meets them there a little while later and they're setting out to leave but daja and briar and Triss keep telling sandry like there's something else that you need to do. There's something else that you need to do. And she kind of fights them on this for a while. They keep telling her like, look, despite all of the things that you've put in place to protect your people on your estates, Ambrose is still really limited. And so finally, word gets through and she's like, okay, don't let Ambrose leave. For a whole day, they distract Ambrose and then finally, Sandry comes back at the in the evening with an advocate. She and advocate Ambrose go into a room. And then the advocate comes out and is like weak at the knees. And she's like, I've never seen the like account just like that. Sandry has given over all of her lands to Ambrose. So he is now the sole heir of... The lands, and he's now Count Ferlandrag. Hooray! And
3: then,
1: yeah, wasn't that hard. Nope. Jay Gorse is like, I think Winding Circle is a great place, but don't you think that the new Clehem Ferlandrag could use uh, somebody who can scry on the wind? So Ambrose hires him as part of his staff they basically head out the next day and then like that evening briar invites the girls like into this place that he's built in his mind that is discipline cottage and they all like hang out in this mental discipline cottage on the roof where they all used to be they finally like open the air between them And finally, all talk about like the things that they've been through, the reasons that they've been keeping secrets and are just like, we're we're us again. And so they they complete the process of reforging the circle. Part one of our three step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. So tell me. What did y'all like and dislike about the chapter?
0: Yeah, I liked right in the beginning where Briar discusses why Ishabal would be unhappy. (laughs) He's like, well, you know, maybe if you had mush breakfast instead of a blini, which is an Eastern European pancake, that would depress him. We love Briar because he's always thinking with his uh, stomach.
1: Mm -hmm. He's also the one who, as soon as they get across the border, is like, hey, last time we were here, we ate at Rady's and they had the best something. Fish casserole? I fish think it casserole. I almost said tuna casserole and I was like, no, it's not. But it basically is. Classically thinking with his stomach. I like
3: Sandry's response to it, though. She's like, because your best love is your belly. And if that's not true.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it kind of got sad with, oh, didn't they Did they starve you over there in Yangshi? And then he's like, me and everyone else. Kind of funny, then somber. And, you know, yeah. kinda, it, but we see him opening up about what was going on, which is which is good. Sandry saying people shouldn't always get what they want; it's very bad for their character, mm-hmm. which
1: she has said in the past.
0: Yeah, it's it's true; it's so true,
1: and something she herself has to learn.
0: Oh. Yep, giving it all up though—that's you know when Sandry brings out the circle, the uh, the thread, and her and Daja hold on to it. Triss, you know, kind of. Grabs onto it from a distance. And Daja has to smack Briar in the back of the head <laughs> to get his attention to, like, hey, look at what we're doing. Get your head on here. And then he's like, and he
3: was going to get all upset at first, like, what? what oh. you-
0: <laughs> okay, never mind. And he, and he still goes, hey, trees, keep growing. Like you <laughs> know, the, the board said that all the mages are on. Ambrose talking to Briar, Daja, and Sandry uh, after talking to Zygoras. Um, he says, your friend over there is very determined, he said with respect, nodding to Tress. And Briar says, oh, all three girls are like that. Sometimes you need to hit them with a brick to get their attention. They get it from our mothers, I think. You know, yeah, it's not, it's not just Sandry that's a uh, mulish It's. It. it is everybody and I also like Ambrose finally, you know, not finally, but Ambrose being a bro and being like, you know what? Like, it's time to get this forced marriage thing, this forced marriage thing to just go away. Finally, someone has the balls to get rid of. I
3: wish that while Sandry was there, she could have tried to do what he's going to try to do now that he is in charge of the lands. And that's the first thing he's going to try to do as soon as he's got the lands. And she's had the lands this whole time, and she hasn't even tried to do that.
2: Well, she also didn't know about it until, like, super busy. I know, but instead of trying to
3: get rid of it, she's just trying to find a workaround for it. Now, Ambrose is in charge. He's like, you know what? No more workarounds. We're getting rid of this. I mean, I can't fault her, but it makes me sad at the same time
0: but it is left in very capable hands.
3: My first one is at the very beginning when Gudruni and Jigors and the children all pass through. Um, They're all disguised as a common family. And I think it's so funny that Gudruni and Jigors are passing as a couple. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't pair those two together. (laughs) It's hilarious. Um, My next one is they call Ishabal the Imperial Will. I know before we started this book, we were joking that it would be funny that uh, if the will of the Empress was just a person named Will, and so them calling her the
1: Imperial Will.
3: Fucking I hell, have that
1: dude. exact same thought. I was like, "Oh my God, Ishbal is Will." Exactly. I read that. I was
3: like, oh. "My next one is when the three are trying to get out of the barrier." And they're just trying and trying and trying. And uh, Ishabal is like, are you quite finished? You you will not be permitted to leave the empire. And Briar glares up at Ishabal and says, you think I'm scared of empires? Here's what I think of imp- empires. And he draws on his shotgun and turns the wooden platform that Ishabal and all her companions are standing on into a tree. <laughs> and they just fall to the ground. <laughs> they were not expecting that.
0: At all. And I feel that goes back to the whole, like, oh, what good is green stuff magic for plants? And what is smith magic good for when you're in a fight? It's very, they made it very clear what they're capable of doing during that little skirmish. Because, uh yeah, it's hard to fight back when the platform you're on comes back to life. Yeah. Or when the armor you're wearing gets so hot that it starts to burn you because it does work.
3: My next one is Tris thinking to herself, every time I think I understand magic, I learn that I don't understand anything at all. And this reminded me of a conversation we had with another podcast. I don't remember what podcast it was. And one of the hosts was talking about how she towards the end of the series she didn't understand Triss's magic at all and I'm I think I'm in the same boat as her she has weather magic but yet she's able to bring a hand out of nowhere to grab the circle and I'm like I don't understand magic at all what is going on here this is (laughs) crazy and insane what where did this come from
1: I love that right after she says that, she turns to Ambrose and she grins and she's like, I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's And Molly.
3: My next one is when the three are able to finally get through the barrier and they uh, break the barrier and Ishabal loses all her magic and she asks Sandry, so what do you plan to do now? You're powerful enough to take the throne. Are you going to take the throne? And Sandry just is like, power I'm going home I don't care about all this power no I don't I don't want all that. My next one is when Sandry is doing embroidery and chime is sitting in her basket and just handing her the colors that she needs it's like oh that's so cute and chime just handing colors. I like that Sandry finally gave everything over to Ambrose. Back in chapter 17, I was like, hey, why doesn't she just give all this stuff to Ambrose? And everyone was like, oh, it's because it's hers. I'm like, but they're still going to tax him. We're going to end up doing the exact same thing as this again. And now we're trying to push it and tell me, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm like,
1: yeah, I think that was hard for Indy and I to like keep under wraps.
3: I feel so validated. I was like, yes. yes. And especially in this chapter, because they're listing up all the different things. I was like, this is exactly what I was Mm -hmm. saying. (laughs) This is what they're going to do. And then she finally gives it to Ambrose. I'm like, yes, finally.
1: I feel that this is foreshadowed over and over and over in the book. Like almost every time Sandry and Ambrose are talking, there's a mention about how Ambrose is so much better at this than Sandry is.
3: Yeah. Before Ambrose leaves... Sandry tells them, the other three, to keep Ambrose and don't let him leave. The quote is keeping Ambrose there in the morning was a chore. He was determined to go. He might have actually left had his horse not lost the shoe. Was that Dodge's doing? That's what I wanted to know. I think it was. Because it doesn't specify, but the shoe is made of metal, right? Mm-hmm. And that would be Dodge's working. How did it just happen to fall off? Hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, she can just make the nail shrink a little bit.
3: Jumping back, uh, Sandra gives Ambrose the position. The other three kids bow to Ambrose, which I thought was really cute. Like, you have the power now. And then Ambrose is like, I never expected. And Sandra's like, that actually made it easier. Because everyone else in the whole entire empire just wanted to be friends with her or try to marry her. Just because she had the power. And Ambrose never wanted any of that. And he didn't expect her to give him it. And he never wanted it. And she's like, okay, you know what? You need it. So made it a whole lot easier. He might not have needed it, but he deserved it. He definitely did.
0: Yeah. I mean, he had been taking care of it literally the entire time.
3: I like that Zhigors is going to be uh, working with Ambrose he definitely is going to be needed because Ambrose is not well liked in the Empire and uh, he's going to need to know every little bit of knowledge he can from the winds. But my only question with that is, Sigourth was going to Winding Circle because he needed a teacher. If he's staying, who's going to teach him?
1: I don't think he was going to Winding Circle necessarily because he needed a teacher. He talks with Briar about he's, constantly afraid and Briar's like just leave like come back with us and then since he is being taught by Triss she will be able to continue teaching him so I guess it's a little bit of that but we also see on this journey when she sends Jigors with Briar and Daja and Sandry he's really started to come into his own and be able Mm -hmm. to do this job so I think there's an element of like yeah, you're ready. you can do this. And he says, like, oh, I'm useful now. I like being useful. Yeah. So now he actually has a purpose.
3: Well, I guess uh, Tris was able to send a figure of herself with the kids earlier. So I guess if need be, she can send herself to Zagors if he needs her <laughs> later on too. Well,
1: and who knows maybe maybe the the kids will return in the future especially like now that sandry is no longer connected to those lands they can go back on their own terms and briar's already said he's interested in going back on his yeah. own terms so maybe tris will do and just go work with Gorse some more i think they better let it rest
3: for a little while because i'm sure the empress is not going to be very happy for a little while so just yeah not right away my next one is after ambrose gets the new title um, he's quiet throughout dinner and he's just picking at his food, which was very good, by the way. And uh, Briar takes pity on the man and helps himself to bits when it was plain that Ambrose wasn't going to eat it. I liked how uh, Tara Pierce worded it though. Like took pity on him and ate his food. And then I really like the end where Briar makes discipline cottage for everyone. The last time we had seen them all up on the roof was when they were children and now they're all adults up on the roof. I kind of wish that this was the last book because it is the perfect ending I think. It's
1: such a perfect ending. I don't think any magical ability or magical act has had quite the same effect on me as what Briar does at the end. Like, if I could do something with magic, if I could magically do something, this is what I would want to be able to do. To, like, create some sort of mental safe space that I could invite my friends to. Yeah.
0: That sounds very cool.
1: You cannot be so foolish as to think the powers of the world might allow you to pursue your own selfish desires all your days. Wake up, children. It is time to learn to live in the real world. What the Empire wants, the Empire keeps. So, Ishabal's telling them, like, you can't always get what you want, even though she's her job is to make sure that Baronine gets what she wants.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Pot meat kettle. Eel,
2: essentially, yes.
1: Daja and Sandry are standing somewhere, and Briar walks over to them holding his shakan on his hip. And it's just, I love it because it's like he's holding his baby. Mm Nope. And then when he turns the platform into trees, the Shakan is described as being gleeful at creating new life. And I don't know, there's something about that sentence that to me just feels a little, like, it feels kind of violent and creepy. I'm not sure why. I guess maybe it's because even though he's creating new life, it's still kind of a violent action. And then the Shakan is just like reveling in it. The kids decide not to take revenge. Yeah. They even specifically talked to Triss and she's like, nah, Sandry kind of has this chance. And she's like, no, I don't do that kind of thing because I want to keep my magic clean. And we talked about how the whole second quartet is very much about revenge. I like that it kind of comes back here and that they don't, they're just like, no, we don't need to do that.
3: Especially since uh, Triss had told everyone when she got hurt, Oh, I'm going to go talk to Ishabal. I would like to let her know just how I feel about all this. And then they have the chance to hold Ishabal there. And they ask her, do you want to do anything? And Tris is like, nah, it's too much of a bother. Like, she definitely has grown. She learned from the last book that she was in that revenge is bad.
2: Out of all of the books from the last quartet, Tris was the only one who was like... I'm going to fuck this motherfucker up. I'm going to end his whole life. Like, right here, right now. It's shown that how much she's grown in that time. I really like the difference between where she was at the end of Shatterglass versus where she is now. And, I mean, she even kind of has the notion to kind of eye for an eye there. I I like the growth.
1: I love that the kids pick up jobs at the inn. So like Daja gets work, like Daja does work for the farrier and Briar helps out with the herbs in the kitchen. And they're just like, Oh, we're here. Like, let's see if we can do anything to help people. That's just cool. Yeah.
0: They're good. They're good. Good mages.
1: It was nearly supper time before the door to the private room opened and the advocate lurched out. I've never heard of the like. She babbled as the ostler fetched her horse. Never. Uh, a count just like that like that she tried to snap her fingers but failed due to her shaking has she always been mad she asked briar no usually she's sane enough briar said grinning as he jammed his hands in his pockets every now and then though she does the right thing you're as mad as she is exclaimed the advocate she ran out into the inn yard i love like just how flustered this advocate gets as well as Briar's response. When Jigoris is talking about going back with Ambrose, he's like, I'm sure Amelon's a great place, but I don't know if they have beet soup. And I just (laughs) love that he specifically mentions beet soup because they mourn. We've talked about it as kind of a Scandinavia type analog and beet soup is common in that area. So like uh, when I was in Lithuania, beet soup is a, super popular dish so i liked just that little detail and then when tris is talking to ambrose about taking on jay gorse she says treat him with kindness and briar starts laughing when she says treat him with kindness this doesn't treat anyone with
3: kindness no she has a reputation that i pulled
1: i like that sandry decides unless Gadruni wants different work that she wants to keep her on as her maid. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't really need a maid, but she likes having her company. So this, there's more to Gudruni's position as... There's more to having a maid than just having a maid. Yeah. I feel like she's also kind of grown. And it's nice to see that, like, she's building a bigger network. She's got, like, this other <laughs> female mentor in her life. And then at the end when they're all kind of, like, talking about why why they were secretive from one another... Sandria and Daja talk about like the really violent things that they've done but I don't feel like the text before that really did a lot of saying that that's why they weren't communicating communicating yeah it was very clear that Triss was trying to keep her wind abilities a secret and that Briar didn't want to talk about the war but then Daja has all this like I didn't want to talk about what happened in Kugisko but we don't this is kind of the first time that we've gotten that. Yeah, I
3: felt like with Daja and Sandry, it was just like, oh, well, you don't want to talk to me? I don't want to talk to you either. And yeah, now they're like, oh, well, this is why I didn't want to let you in. No, Sandry kept begging for them to let her in. So for her to be like, oh, well, I didn't let you in because of this, it felt a little off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not being able to forgive ourselves isn't the same as understanding each other. I don't know. That's That's a mood. <laughs> as is I wouldn't want to be you for a thousand gold Majas Tris and then the last one I have which I will then let Indy launch in about because I know that they're gonna have something to say about this is Triss looked at her so we're a circle again suits me Briar said I never knew how much I missed it till we came back till we remade us said Daja till Berenine reforged us You'll forgive me if I don't thank her," Sandry told them as she lay back on the thatch. She may be related to me by blood, but I much prefer the family I chose.
2: The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. God damn it! Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that we've been told, essentially, through this whole this whole series, that we're basically told a found family is just as valid as blood. This is one of the first one like the first times we hear that those bonds are stronger than blood it doesn't matter what what family ties you have where you come from what relationships you've had this is like having that found family being with your friends is more important than where you've come from and it's all about like who you surround yourself with cuz like growing up in reading this series like it lived in my brain seeing that phrase in this series as an adult is just i love it so much (laughs) let's get into the other stuff because there's some other stuff in there too briar in particular did not trust Gudruni's rowdy son not to sit on a shack
3: (laughs) (laughs) i mean fair children be crazy
2: right they call Ishabal the imperial will, what the Empress wants, Ishbal gets done. I'm not gonna lie, it kind of makes me think of a friendship I had, and y'all were all there for the fallout for that, but Brittany probably remembers it the best. In high school, I was essentially her attack dog. Like somebody pissed her off. I was the one who took care of the problem. I don't think I've changed that much from that. Like I am ready to throw hands with literally anyone who uh pisses off anyone in my friend group. But I feel I've also grown enough to be like, okay, is it really worth that though? <laughs> when Daja starts heating uh the metal, she tried to hold the line between too hot for comfort and hot enough to do permanent damage. Even in a fight, Daj is like, nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not, not gonna, gonna
0: maim these people. I just want them uncomfortable like, enough to not fight.
2: Yeah. So now we talked a little bit about like the lump showing up in like their hands. But I really just like with briars, the plants were blooming in extravagant reds, purples, and blues all around the newest scar it had fitted itself right between the deep pock marks where a protective briar had bitten into his hand years before. I I love that that's being referenced again, because that was something that uh, Rosethorn had brought up, like, one of the first times we see those two interacting.
3: That was another example of that magic you don't understand. Like, what is happening? <laughs> what? <laughs> They've used that so many times before, and just now all of a sudden, like, oh it's gonna break apart the circle's like oh they haven't used this in a long time and they're reforging their circle so i'm definitely gonna make sure that you're being reforged i'm gonna sink into your hand
2: i think it also has to do with who they went up against and what they went up against Mm -hmm. because we know that uh one of Ishbal's talents is curses i think that with that force and the barrier itself going against that circle i think that it was not necessarily that it broke up but it's more of like a residual storing of power if that makes sense like it kind of got sent back to each of them with ties into the others so i i do think that it's like a culmination of what they went up against and their own power that made that happen
1: in sandry's book they're spun together which makes this thread but here they are reforged and so it's like they and the thread are going into this heat and pressure which similar to the spinning makes them stronger and because they're stronger part of that strengthening is that this thread becomes a part of them my guess would be all of those things like being able to dip into each other's abilities and like being able to mind speak. I would guess that they can now do that even better than they could before.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: 100%. My main one of that is like how did the
3: lump get to Triss? Magic. Magic. I don't gotta explain <laughs> shit.
0: It's just magic.
3: <laughs> yeah. So because it was her magical hand that was on there, but well, we- it sunk into her actual hand. Huh.
2: <sighs> we 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 talked about not understanding how Triss's power works i that's i think like that's just another thing about triss that's just weird
0: just through the power of friendship
2: yeah sigour's saying being attended to being heard being useful i was never any of those things before only crazy i don't want to go back to being the crazy man who heal who hears all manner of things and sometimes sees them i like being attended to my man deserves better so like uh, i'm, I'm kind of glad that ultimately he decided to stay
3: i i am too he gets to be useful finally his whole life he's
2: yeah. just been
3: told he's crazy and that he's no use to anybody his whole family up and left him
2: because yeah. he had no use and now he gets to be of use genuinely love that he's like i do like I, I do think that discipline's a fine place but i like it here because i'm not yeah. crazy.
3: if he just goes with them to winding circle he's just going to continue to be the crazy man that four are watching
2: and like i don't i don't think that's the end of their correspondence either
3: no definitely not I hope Ambrose teaches him how to read and write. Yes. I just, I want a little side fiction thing of him in school with Ambrose's children. Just learning their alphabet. I think that'd be so cute.
2: <laughs> that would be adorable. <laughs> Even the sight of Chime discovering she did not like mushrooms failed to engage Ambrose's quiet sense of humor. No. It, it makes me think of you, Brittany. <laughs> oh, yeah? why is that? You don't like mushrooms. I don't like mushrooms. <laughs> and I just, I, I forget that all the time. And then there's okay. mushrooms and you're just like, Bleh. Bleh. I also really like that they just have a big heart to heart, like yeah. at the end, where they all just kind of sit and they're like, so this is what I went through this is the thing I didn't want to tell you. Breyer's comment of, I didn't want you knowing I thought I should be dead. That's a heavy one. I'm going to touch on this later because there's, a, there, there yeah, no. But specifically that one. And I didn't want you to know that something of mine, something of ours, because it was living metal and we were all there. We were all a part of that caused so many deaths. I can't forgive myself. Sometimes I don't think you could. Dodges and Briars hit me harder than either of the other two, like because I struggle with that kind of thought process. It it's a side effect of depression. Like your your brain tells you these things. And I do really like I i, I do like the uh, now that we know things we hid from each other, does that change anything? How could it? Yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I posted this poem on our Tumblr, but it reminds me of an origin story by Phil Kay and Sarah Kay when they say, I have seen the best of you and the worst of you, and I choose both.
2: I'm going to say this is a joke, but I mean it seriously. The, the phrase of, if you can't handle me at the worst, you don't deserve me at the best. Going through my grieving process, I've kind of realized that some people are worth letting go. I, I like stories where you can see the the best and the worst of somebody and it doesn't change anything. Like I just I love those kinds of stories and just so this ending really hits me right now.
3: <laughs> I just had a realization of reading the last couple sentences again. When Daja asks Briar, will this be here? Can we come back? And Briar says, I made it for us. And he replies, surprised she hadn't realized it. And it reminds me of the very beginning of the book. Because at the very beginning of the book, Daja has bought a house and is surprised that they that the rest of the three didn't realize that she bought it for them as well. Nice little circle again. Taylor Pierce is really good at that, recalling the beginning of the book with the end of her book.
0: Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness.
1: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. What theme or message did you find? The
3: circle of friendship. thats the whole theme.
1: <laughs> the whole
3: chapter, but I feel like the passage that really clearly like solidifies that this is a theme has been touched on quite a bit already um, when they're talking about, so, you know, now we know the things we hid from each other. Does it change anything? How could it? Fighting off those pirates didn't make us hate each other. We knew why we did it. Not being able to forgive ourselves isn't the same as understanding each other or a lot easier on each other than we are on ourselves and i feel like that definitely shows the circle of friendship
2: and that statement is so true we are yeah. on and we are on other people
3: <laughs> oh yeah for sure
2: like I, I i constantly say and apparently this is a very common trait is you want other people to ask for help you're like yeah if you need anything let me know like I'm happy to help you I want to help you I care about you but oh god if I ask for help
3: <laughs> I, I am being a burden I'm sorry yeah. if I burdened <laughs> you but can I, I,
1: you can say you know if you want to well, <laughs> yeah I get that completely I wrote compromise and forgiveness I will get more into this in part three but I really like how like there's Baronine kind of has to compromise in losing them but then Sandry also has to like she has to give up something that she's been hanging on to and then of course the the kids showing mercy to Ishabal as well as forgiving each other
2: so mine kind of sort of ties in with yours and I'll I'll explain why momentarily but it's tying up loose ends. We see how the kids handle Ishabal and, like, tying up that loose end of just, if you don't try and pursue us, we'll leave it alone. Well, we definitely see it with Sandry giving Ambrose basically everything, because that means that he doesn't have to worry about anything, and, like, he's able to better serve the people that he is over. And we also see it with the kids forgiving each other. They're tying up that loose end of not being able to have such a strong bond. Or, well, I don't want to say like that. More of them tying it up so they can have a stronger bond.
0: Mine's not super far off. Mine is acceptance. Both of themselves and each other. You guys kind of hit the high notes of them. They need to forgive themselves for what has happened to them in the past they're not you know necessarily responsible for that and they've been through so much stuff together what happened didn't change their relationships it did initially but that's only because of their inability to accept what they had done they are ride or die they've been through so much together and it was just that inability for them to accept themselves that kept them apart but once it was all out there literally nothing changed and they realized that oh yeah, the things I've done were traumatic or the things I've been through have been traumatic, but the people that, you know, their their family will still accept them uh, even through all that. And also Ishabal accepts that she got her ass kicked and she doesn't want to mess with Tris. because Triss would wipe the floor with her because she got all her magic taken away. Yeah!
3: <laughs> she fucked around and found out.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish I could be like a fly on the wall to baronine when she finds out that the
2: the, the circle (laughs) got away yeah
0: i'm sure she was um upsetting spaghetti oh
1: yeah i wonder what she's gonna do or say to ishabal but i feel like there's not much that she can do or say to ishabal that like is gonna make things worse like she's
3: lost her magic Ishaba basically told her, hey, this is what's gonna happen, and it's exactly what happened. So, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Berenine can't really say too much because Ishaba told her, this might happen, and guess Mm what? It fucking happened.
2: Well, I also wonder if, like, because she was like, this is probably what's gonna go down, I wonder if Berenine's gonna be like, oh, this is how you wanted it to go down. yeah.
0: So like mm-hmm. there there is a
2: possibility that she will just be a bitch
0: about it. She's gonna be in damage control for a, a while. Like oh, she's yeah. not gonna have time to be fighting um, Yang Jing anymore.
3: Like for if fun. she would have just listened to Ishbal to begin with, like mm-hmm. hey, just let these people go. It's not worth it. She would have had so much to clean up afterwards. Ishabal was right the whole time. We could spin this to make it look like they're too weak to handle being here, especially since Sandra gives the power over to Ambrose.
0: It would have fixed itself. Yeah. It would have
3: mm-hmm. fixed itself. Like they are too weak to even be here. See, she even gave it to Ambrose because she was too weak to handle all of
1: it. You can't handle Namorne. She has lost her mages. Like, yeah. Yeah. When,
0: yeah, her when two
1: the kids were introduced to her, she had a great mage on either side of her, and they're, she's lost them both. Yep. If she treats Ishbal nicely, then she might get Isha back when Isha's magic kind of regenerates, but... I don't know. With her sending Ishabal off, Ishabal basically told her, like,
3: hey, you don't need to be involved in this, but I'll go ahead and go, and if something does happen, I will take all the blame. So... Berenina is going to have to punish Ishabal to keep everything, like, in order in the courts. Because if Ishabal doesn't get punished, then it's going to send messages to the nobles. Oh, well, we can fail. and It'll be fine. We won't get in trouble. Yeah. So, I don't know how she's going to punish Ishabal, but Ishabal is going to have to get punished.
2: Yeah. Her resignation might be the only thing that saves... Berenine's ass essentially
3: so that
1: really sucks for Berenine she loses both of them yep but she's no longer losing money to Emelon which was the concern that started yep. all this
3: yep
0: now she has to worry about several miles of her magical shield for her country being gone
1: yeah. well, which is not good when
2: she's in a war
1: well it does but st- this is a peaceful border Like this isn't yeah. where she's at war
2: so, yeah yeah. I was, I was gonna say that that is one of those things and it does take a long while to move troops so even if it gets out of the country that the border has fallen by the time it gets raised again the troops still might not be there
3: yeah. well no, luckily tris's magic is not common or they could just send a hand through there and fuck some shit up
1: <laughs> part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage this is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives i wrote you can't always get what you want
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah I, I don't feel like i really need to elaborate on this uh, yeah. Sandry says this about Berenine and then has to figure it out about herself.
2: And that's just life. She says it twice. She says it earlier. Yeah,
1: Yeah, she says it earlier in the book and then she says it again in this chapter. And I did not say this part, but she says it's bad for your character, which I would agree with because everyone I've ever met who gets everything they want, life is hard sometimes you don't get what you want and you have to deal with it a lot of life is compromise
0: oh i'll add on to yours because that's what mine was we can only hope that baronine learns something from this (laughs) i don't think she will because she she's very strong-willed this empress has a strong will uh, but it was also her other will was just shattered so i don't know Her we'll, other will was shattered. maybe maybe she'll loosen up and be like you know maybe trying to force people to stay here when they don't want to be here is a bad way to rule a country
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know we see sandra go through it and she uh it's tough like she says it herself but then when she has to go through with it you know it takes her a bit to actually do it but she does go through with it and for the benefit of everyone because she was essentially just holding on to her name like yeah it's you know it's hard because that's stuff these holdings were from her family and her parents who died. It can be tough to not be able to hold on to that stuff uh but she had to make that tough decision for her people
3: well, mine was the exact same thing. you can't
1: always get what you want Hooray. It's,
0: it's just true,
1: but for if reason. you try sometimes, you, you just, just might find, find
2: you
0: can't get
1: what, you what you need. need.
2: <laughs> Well, I'm kind of glad I pulled it indie then. I have two things highlighted that I was originally going to to touch on, which was, uh, people shouldn't always get what they want. It's very bad for their character. And then the other one was revenge isn't worth it. But kind of with everything that's happened this last week, I kind of want to change that <laughs> because I definitely feel that the thing I should take away from that is it's okay. You might not forgive yourself, but talking about it and hearing other people, you know, still accept you is very, very, very helpful. Well, I lost my mind this weekend. <laughs> I really did. It's still not intact, but. Um, I mean, it's fair. I definitely relate to Briar's comment of, I didn't want y'all to know that I kind of wished I was dead one of my friends was like, no, that's a very valid feeling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. just very valid. And I still love you. And I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad you exist. And sometimes you just need to hear that. That it's okay to be depressed and it's okay to feel like your whole world is ending. And it's okay mm-hmm. to not be okay.
1: That's the end of our episode. We are not going to read an excerpt because we're at the end of the book. And we will wait till next episode when we discuss the book as a whole before we read an excerpt from melting stones reading circle temple is produced by us molly brittany indy
0: and goodwin
1: if you like the
3: show tell your friends about us if you don't like the show tell your enemies
0: You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.
1: Find all our episodes at our new home on Acast. Shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Temple. Shaking us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email
2: at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com.
0: You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group.
1: To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to
3: Yellows for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon Ann Draws on Instagram.
2: Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on
0: SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening.
3: Let's all have coffee next week.
0: I, I hate that you noticed that because I didn't and like I hate that it's true and that we did call it. Are we time
3: travelers?
1: We are. I think we are. Sheesh. We learn from Tamara Pierce.
0: Tamara Pierce yep. rubbed off.
1: If you hmm. if you read enough Tamara Pierce, if you do it a deep enough dive into her works, then eventually you discover the secret to time travel. It's buried in the books.
0: So true. We yeah. are living proof.